Welcome to the first official Ice Picks podcast. For those of you that don't know, Ice Picks was started at the very beginning of the NHL season. I created an NHL prediction model and I started posting the picks for every single game for the whole entire season uh, right back when the first game started. Uh, Throughout the season, the model ended up finishing at 70% accuracy. It's absolutely incredible. I had a great year. Uh, those of you that followed along, follow us on Twitter. You saw some weeks it would hit 95%. Some weeks it would hit 80%. Some weeks it would hit 20%, 30%. All averaged out to 70%. Very excited. Uh, It had a great run, especially with how unpredictable hockey can be. I got a lot of underdog gambling value. Anyways, this is the first episode of the podcast. On here, we'll be talking sports, not only hockey. We'll be talking football, basketball, baseball, NASCAR, anything relevant. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Today, we're going to start off this first podcast. We're going to talk about potential NHL playoff formats, what the potential matchups could be, how I plan on running the model for these potential playoff series, how I'm going to gamble on it. Uh, I do have a co-host, Luke Baird. Uh, I'm actually driving to Texas right now. Uh, that's probably why the quality on this isn't going to be as good as it will be in the future. Uh, so Luke will not be joining us on this podcast. He will definitely be on the next one. I look forward to having him. I talked to him earlier today, actually. Um, we're really excited for this. Uh, just follow us on Twitter at picks underscore ice. We'll be, uh, we tweet out pretty often. Following this uh, NHL quarantine debacle, updating what's going on and whatnot. Definitely all the future podcast info, what's going on with Ice Picks, uh, be on our Twitter. Just give us a follow. And all right. As far as gambling, I think that the model is going to be perfect for the playoffs. As many simulations as it runs, it is better at predicting a series than an individual game. In an individual game, there are so many factors that can happen. Uh, Who's playing at home? Who's hurt? Uh, What drama's going on inside of the locker room? A lot of different factors. Uh, And so a lot of times it's very tough for the model to predict one game. But one thing that it would definitely excel in is picking a playoff series just because of the fact that if it runs 10,000 simulations and it picks a team to win 60% of the time, over time, the more games that those teams play against each other, the more accurate the model is going to look. So with that said, I think that this model is going to really thrive in this playoff environment. Uh, It's going to be difficult. I have to rig the model a little bit. I do have a home ice advantage percentage for each team that I will have to uh, correct before the playoffs start. 
and I run these simulations. Uh, a couple different factors uh, that the model does rely on that won't be necessary for the playoffs this year. Uh, so, all right, let's jump right into it. I think the NHL has a major opportunity to expand their fan base. Uh, a lot of potential to get a new audience if they can somehow figure out how to get these playoffs up and running very soon. So the NFL draft had 30-something percent ratings increase. UFC fight last Saturday. They put up huge numbers. I just think it would be huge for the NHL to get this uh, Stanley Cup playoffs up and running. It would be great for the sport, great for the league. And uh, even with no fans in the stands, I think they would uh, definitely make a decent amount of money doing this. Now, obviously, there are a lot of unknown variables here. Not even going to get into all those. Um, and there are quite a few challenges they would face. I'm not sure exactly how, when, or where they could get this up and running. Uh, Gary Bettman did say that there were a couple rumors going around that the NHL might go and play North Dakota or somewhere with a lower population play at uh, college ranks and whatnot. He shot that rumor down saying that they're only going to play in NHL stadiums and that they are actually looking to have four host cities. And I think that would be really great if they can find four arenas. They would have, uh, they're saying that they would have potentially three games a day in each stadium, uh, obviously with no fans. That would obviously take away the home ice advantage. It would be really, really interesting to see how certain teams do. We know Philadelphia is an incredible team at home. Uh, we know Boston is great at home. It would be really interesting to see how these uh, matchups play out with really no home ice advantage. Another thing that is interesting is where would these four arenas be? If the NHL does decide to do the interdivision playoff format, or is one team in each division going to have a home ice advantage, even with no fans just playing in their home rink? I could understand, for example, in the Central Division, the playoffs being in St. Louis. St. Louis is currently the number one seed. Uh, but if they were to play somewhere like Dallas... I don't see how that would be fair. I think the most fair way that they could do that for the four stadiums, four arenas, would either take a team that is not in the playoffs and have them play there or play in an arena where that is not the home of their division opponent. So, for example, in the Metro division, if they were to play in Chicago. I think that would be fair. No one has a home ice advantage that way. Uh, another big issue that the NHL is facing is when can they start? A couple weeks ago, I heard Kyle Turris. He was uh, he got interviewed, and he said that NHL players need at least three weeks to get ready. And I would agree with that. Uh, the moment they step on the ice, they need to skate. Most of them, I'm sure, have not been skating. Uh, need to practice 
so at least three weeks, a month. I don't know how long that would be. Uh, I would like to see that. I think best case scenario, NHL gets up and running in June. Starts Stanley Cup playoffs in July. That would be ideal. There's still certain states, New York, New Jersey, California. I don't believe they're letting teams into their facilities. Other places like Nashville, uh, Dallas, those teams could get into their facilities, but the NHL is not letting that happen, obviously, since other teams can't do the same. Also, there are plenty of players that have gone home, gone to other countries. Uh, they're not even in their team cities at the moment anyways. Aside from all the challenges the NHL is going to face trying to get these Stan- Stanley Cup playoffs up and running, I do have a plan for the prediction model. And as an example, we're just going to take the format, my 11 team from each conference proposed format, and use that as an example. So in the first round, best of, best of three series, we're going to do is instead of running 10,000 simulations like I would for one game, I'm going to run 30. And for the best of best four out of seven series, I have not decided on that yet. May run 30, may run 40. Uh, probably not going to run 70,000 simulations. I think that's a little bit over the top. Um, I may just stick with 30,000. However, the model did an incredible job picking underdogs this year. Uh, I'd have to look at the numbers exactly. It would take me forever to do that. But off the top of my head, I would say that it probably picked three out of four underdogs. Three out of four underdogs it picked ended up winning uh, that select game. So what I would do in this instance, if the model likes an underdog in a series and gives it a 55% or greater chance to win, I would absolutely hammer that. Now, as far as favorites, to get good value on it, I would not bet on any favorites in series unless it was at least 58% or higher. And the reason for that, it's just based on value. Let's say Tampa Bay ends up playing Columbus in the second round. If Columbus goes out and and beats uh, their opponent, who I have as... Toronto. And I think Columbus would beat them. Columbus had a lot of injuries this year. Could be a very interesting playoff team. Um, But if Tampa Bay goes and plays them in their first matchup, and the model only has Tampa Bay at 56% chance to win, Tampa Bay is going to be huge favorites. There's no way I'm going to put down a lot of money on Tampa Bay to win that with uh, probably such little return. Maybe parlay a couple series, see what happens. Uh, as far as favorites, under 58%, I would not bet that. 58 to 60%, I would probably moderately bet that. Over 60%, I would absolutely hammer that. Tampa's given a 65% chance to win that series. I would put down a lot of money on that. Um, but as far as underdogs... The model did not have a lot of success picking underdogs with a less than 55% chance to win. So I think that would be my uh, 
my threshold there would be 55%. And in this instance, anything over 58 for underdogs would be huge. And I would definitely throw a lot down on that. There's a couple different proposed NHL playoff formats that the NHL seems to be looking into. Uh, the first one seems very unlikely. Uh, if you just take the teams that are already in playoff spots and just set up a standard NHL Stanley Cup playoff bracket, uh, there's a couple issues that they would have. In the West, for example, Winnipeg is the number one wildcard spot, Nashville number two wildcard spot, and Vancouver is the first team out. Uh, Winnipeg has played more games than both those teams based on a based on points percentage, which is what we would assume the NHL would calculate the top eight teams in each conference on. Uh, that would actually eliminate Winnipeg from the playoffs, put Nashville in the number one wildcard spot, and bump Vancouver into the number two wildcard spot. So this scenario seems highly unlikely. We'll see what the NHL does. Uh, Another proposed format, I was reading on Sportsnet a couple weeks ago. Uh, This was their leading candidate for how they're going to run the playoffs. I really, really do not like this format at all. It would be an interdivision tournament in round one. So they would take the top six teams from each division. One and two, it would be best best of three series uh, for each team. And they would have the one and two seeds play each other. And just for the division title, both teams would advance to the next round. They would have three play six, four play five. A couple reasons I hate this. Number one. In the Atlantic Division, Montreal and Buffalo would both make the playoffs. Montreal sits in 12th place. Buffalo sits in 13th in the Eastern Conference standings. Buffalo is not even a 500 team. The Metro Division, way more competitive. New York Rangers would be out, and they currently sit in 10th place in the Eastern Conference. So, in my opinion, this isn't fair. You go down to the Western Conference, uh, you could argue the Central Division is much stronger. Chicago would be the only team in the Central not to make it. Uh, Anaheim would make it in the Pacific, and they have a below 500 record. Chicago is ahead of them in the standings. Chicago is only two points back from 11th uh, behind Arizona. It's obviously not in their division, but just in the Western Conference standings. So, the other thing I really don't like about this is the fact that the one and two seeds would play each other in the first round. Now, even though both teams would advance, I just hate the fact that you would have Boston and Tampa Bay, St. Louis and Colorado, uh, Vegas and, I believe, Edmonton, and uh, I don't even know in the Atlantic who would play each other. But I, I just hate this whole concept. Um, playing three games against the best team in your division and then going on to play an opponent that probably did not have as tough as a first-round matchup seems like a big disadvantage to me. If you're a one or two seed and you're playing a team that almost seems completely fresh, they swept a team in two games and you just played three very tough games, 
I don't think that's fair. The last proposed format that I've heard of is the NHL taking the top 12 teams from each conference and running with that. And, you know, I, I think this is the most reasonable proposal that they have. Um, there's a couple things I don't like about it. In the East, Montreal is the 12th seed. They are seven points out of 11th place. I think they should completely be eliminated from the playoffs. I don't think they deserve to be in the playoffs. I think that the cutoff should be 11 teams. Because look up and down the standings. Each conference, top 11 teams really uh, seem to be in contention. In the West, the 12th seed would be Chicago. excuse me, And they have the same amount of games played as 11th seed Arizona, but they're two points back. I think that's where you got to draw the line in the sand is uh, Arizona. Chicago, they're two points back, played the same amount of games, draw the line. Now, I tweeted out a proposal, a video, in uh, a bracket on how I think the NHL should do it. So let me explain that a little bit. I also wrote about it in Predlines. Uh, I'll tweet out that article as you guys can take a look at it. Basically, it would take the top 11 teams in each conference. Uh, the way I divvied it up, I actually did not take point percentage. I just did straight top 11 teams uh, as they are right now. So I don't know if the NHL were to take this proposal, how they would reseed these 11 teams and whatnot. Uh, but it seems like these 11 teams would be intact no matter the point percentage. Well, how I would do it, uh, you would have a play-in round, best two out of three series. And then second round, you would be back to standard playoff format. And you would do best of seven. And you would have eight teams in each conference remaining. So for the play-in round, I would have 9 and 10 seed. I'm sorry, the 10 and 11 seed play each other. Winner of that would go on to play the 1 seed. Then you would have the 6 versus 9 seed play each other. Winner of that would go and play the 3 seed. And then 7 and 8 play each other. Winner of that goes to play the 2 seed. Now I know it, it does sound a little bit unfair to have the 10 and 11 seed play each other when the 6th seed is going to be playing the nine seed. But I think in order to honor the teams that are the higher seeds, I think it's fair for the one seed to play the worst team in round one. If the 6th seed played the 11th seed or 7th seed played the 10th seed, I don't know how you would decide uh, who the number one seed plays, and most likely they would not be playing the worst team to advance. So I think that's the most fair way to do it. And then you'd have the two seed playing the second worst team, uh, assuming that the six seed does beat the nine seed. And so I, I think this would make for a really interesting format. You just do that best two out of three, and then finish the playoffs uh, best of seven series. This is how it would look like. In the East, we would have 10 and 11 play each other. New York Rangers versus the Florida Panthers. Winner goes to play Boston. 7 Toronto versus 8 Columbus. Winner plays 2 Tampa. Number 6 Carolina versus number 9 New York Islanders. They go to play number 3 Washington. And you have number 10 Minnesota versus number 11 Arizona in the West playing number 1 St. Louis. 7 Calgary versus 8 Nashville going to play 2 Colorado. 6 Winnipeg, 9 Vancouver going to play number 3 Vegas.
And then in each conference in the top half of the bracket, you would have a one seed with the bye playing the winner of 10 versus 11. And then you would have the four seed playing the five seed. In the east, that would be Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh, which would be an awesome matchup. The west, you would have Dallas and Edmonton, another great matchup. And the winner of four versus five would play the winner of the number one seed versus nine and ten. So in the east, be Boston, uh, presumably versus Pittsburgh or Philly. In the west, that would be St. Louis versus presumably uh, Edmonton or Dallas. Then you take a look at the bottom half of the brackets in each conference. It's where things get a little bit more interesting. You would have the three-seed Vegas playing the winner of six versus nine, Winnipeg, Vancouver. And on their side of the bracket would be the two-seed Colorado, who would play the winner of seven versus eight. Uh, I think this would be a very interesting format. Uh, I'm not sure, again, how the NHL would reseed these teams, if they would do it based off point percentage or current standings. I think this is the most fair way to do it, uh, and I would really like to see the NHL take initiative and go with this format. I think there's going to be a lot of very interesting playoff matchups going on. You know, these teams are going to have at least a couple months to rest. It's going to be really interesting to see the teams that were banged up all year get back out there at full strength. There's a lot of really interesting teams. Not very high on Columbus this year. But just the fact that they are in eighth place at the moment and they have probably five or six of their top players out due to injury, I think they could be a very dangerous team. Getting Corpus back in goal, along with Elvis, who had a nice stretch uh, December, January, beginning of the year, I think that could be a very dangerous team. I think teams like the New York Rangers – In my bracket, I have them playing Florida in the first round. I think the Rangers, healthy, Zabanajad, Panarin, all those guys. The rookie goalie they had this year was awesome. He got in a car wreck late in the season, was injured, missed a few games. Hopefully they would have him back, and I think the Rangers would be a very dangerous team, a team I would not want to play I think the Rangers would go out. It would beat Florida pretty handedly. Go on to play Boston. And Boston with no home ice advantage. I think this would be a really interesting series. And I think I would actually take the Rangers to upset Boston. Uh, You know, don't know what could happen. But uh, I do like the Rangers. And the model really liked them as underdogs this year. Very hard to bet against the Rangers when they're underdogs all season long. Uh, In the first round of my bracket as well, we have Toronto versus Columbus. I would take Columbus there. Toronto has no defense. Goaltending is very questionable. I think Freddie Anderson is very overrated. I would definitely take Columbus in this series. Uh, Even though they don't have the star power Toronto does, I just think Toronto does not have enough depth on the back end. Six versus nine in the East, we have Carolina versus the New York Islanders. This is a series I will most likely stay away from. Carolina's the better team. They have a lot of young talent. 
They have a lot of veteran leadership as well. I Two great goalies. Uh, this could be a great potential playoff matchup. The Islanders, they have some superstars. They have Barzell. They have good goaltending, good defense, and a great coach in Barry Trotz. So you can never count them out. It'll be a very interesting playoff series. And the winner of seven versus eight, uh, Toronto Columbus, they would go on to play Tampa. And I think Tampa, this may be Tampa's year. If Tampa Bay plays Columbus again, they will be on revenge tour, and they should absolutely stomp Columbus. Next, Carolina, New York Islanders, the winner of that would play Washington. And I think, honestly, I think either of these teams would be a bad matchup for Washington for the sole fact that Washington just seems to score a lot of goals and not play any defense whatsoever. I mean, watching Washington this year, they will win games 6-5, 5-4, 7-6. I mean, just just the fact they can score goals at Wills is absolutely incredible. But the lack of defense, questionable goaltending, Holby did not have his best year. Have a decent backup who's not great, though. Still very young. Can't count them out with all their veteran leadership. And, I mean, you can't count this team out because they won the Stanley Cup two years ago. I think they would get the job done against Carolina or the Islanders. Uh, But I think this could potentially be a bad matchup for the Capitals either way. Next round, I think Tampa Bay would stomp whatever team they come up against. Washington. Carolina, the Islanders, they play Washington. Tampa Bay has Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, Stamkos, Kucherov. They have the depth. They have the key pieces. They haven't been able to put it together in the playoffs, but I think this is their time. Having this nice little break, I think they'll be well-rested. They're always a great team to start off the season. I think they would come out of the gate high. In the top half of the bracket, you'd have four play five, which would be very interesting. You'd have Philly versus Pittsburgh. Now, I said this earlier, Philly is one of the best teams at home, but they won't have that home ice advantage in this series. So that will be very interesting how that plays out. I think Pittsburgh, they struggle with injuries a lot this year. Having the team at full strength, just like the management had hoped for this whole season having them at full strength and the fact that they're even in fifth place after all the injuries they dealt with this year just shows how dangerous they really are I think Pittsburgh would get the job done against Philly Philly was very hot at the end of the season not sure if they could keep that up or not Uh, I would definitely take Pittsburgh in this series and the winner of that would play Boston versus either the Rangers or the Panthers Like I said, I have the Rangers beating Boston. I think think that the Rangers would have a very good shot to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. Rangers have a lot of speed. They have that star power. They don't have that uh, veteran core that's really been in the playoffs like the Penguins. But I think they could get the job done, especially in a very odd playoff year such as this. Uh, as far as Boston versus Pittsburgh, I think I would have Boston beating Pittsburgh as well. I think Boston is kind of a brute force team. Uh, 
I do see, as I said, I do see the Rangers beating them. Now, taking a look at the Western Conference, you would have number 10, Minnesota, and they would play number 11, Arizona, and that would be a very interesting matchup in my eyes. Uh, Minnesota closed out the season playing awesome hockey. Arizona started out the season playing really good hockey, had some great goaltending, had some excellent defense, picked up Taylor Hall, and they actually seemed to play worse. Um, you know, they would have both their goalies at full strength, Kemper and Ranta, both great goalies. Be a very tough series for Minnesota, but I think Minnesota will get the job done. They're also another team that is very good at home, so we'll see. We'll see what the model says on this one, but, uh, next up we would have seven versus eight, Calgary versus Nashville. You watched any of their games this season? Absolutely electric. First game in Nashville. Preds are up by two. Calgary scores late, down by one. Matthew Kachuk scores between the legs in the final seconds of the third period, sends it to overtime, scores the game winner in overtime. Late in the season, one of the last games the Preds played at Calgary. Mikel Granlin ties the game with 0.1 seconds left. Absolutely incredible. And then goes on to score the game winner in overtime. This would be one of the best playoff series in the first round. Uh, I think that Calgary versus Nashville, absolute blockbuster, just because of how they played each other this season. Both teams are sleeping giants. Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Johansson, Victor Arvidsson, Pecorine, all were kind of dormant, especially in the latter half of the year. UC Soros took over the starting goaltender role for Pekka late in the season, played excellent. If Forsberg, Duchesne, Johansson, Arvidsson, uh, having Ryan Ellis back, Roman Yossi had an excellent year. If they can come out and play like they did at the beginning of the season, I think the Preds are an absolute sleeping giant, but so are, are the Calgary Flames. David Riddick, in my opinion, one of the most underrated goalies. Seen him steal a few games for the Flames this year. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, absolute superstar. Johnny Gaudreau did not have a great year, but a couple months off may come out hot out of the gate. Who knows? They have a lot of potential. This will be a great series. And then we have six versus nine, Winnipeg versus Vancouver. I do not think Winnipeg is that great. Uh, point percentage-wise, Vancouver actually be ahead of them in the standings. I think Vancouver is a very young team. I do think that they have the tools to get done in this series. Uh, I think Winnipeg is lacking depth this year. I would have Vancouver in this series. Now, looking at the top half of the bracket, we would have St. Louis taking on either Minnesota or Arizona. St. Louis is an interesting team. They would get Tarasenko back, and they're already in the uh, number one position in the West. I think St. Louis would stop either one of these teams. And we would have the three versus, I'm sorry, we'd have the four versus five seed. That would be Edmonton versus Dallas. Two very interesting teams. You know, um, Dallas 
picking up Corey Perry, Jamie Benn in the offseason. They are a dangerous team. Very fun to watch. They keep their games low scoring. Probably the best, arguably the best goaltender core in the league. And, uh, man, I don't even know how to say their backup's name, but they have him and they have Ben Bishop. And they keep their games low scoring. They play solid defense, tight defense. However, they would be taking on the Edmonton Oilers, who have Leon Dreisaitl, presumably, possibly the MVP this year, and they also have Connor McDavid. Uh, their goaltending, a little, a little bit uh, up and down this year. They do have two good goaltenders. Uh, we'll see what happens. They do lack depth on defense, but their special teams is really kind of what sets um, Edmonton apart there. Their power play unit is unbelievable. Just throwing James Neal right in front of the net, Dreisaitl, McDavid, playmakers, superstars. I think they would get the job done against Dallas because I don't think Dallas could score enough goals, and I think Edmonton would find a way to light up the scoreboard uh, every night. Now, Edmonton versus Dallas, presumably against St. Louis. You know, I, I, I think St. Louis, obviously, reigning Stanley Cup champs, number one seed in the West, getting Tarasenko back. I think they would beat Dallas. I think Edmonton come out and beat them. Jordan Bennington not having the best year. Uh, definitely not playing at the level he was last year in the playoffs. Obviously, a couple months off could be a completely different story when they come back. But I think Edmonton has the offensive power and enough goaltending to get the job done versus the St. Louis Blues. Now, looking at this, the bottom half of this bracket, we would have the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Calgary Flames or the Nashville Predators. Now, the Colorado Avalanche sitting in second place in the Central Division, second place in the West. They had a lot of injuries this year. McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, arguably the best top line in the league. Probably next to Edmonton with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um, I think the Colorado Avalanche just have too much star power, too much speed, uh, have a very young defensive core, but they also have a pretty decent amount of playoff experience. And I think Philip Grubauer is a good enough goalie. They have Pavel Franku, who played very good hockey for most of the season. And I think the Colorado Avalanche will get it done against either one of these teams. Going to the next matchup in the Western Conference, we would have 6 Winnipeg or 9 Vancouver taking on the number three seed, Vegas Golden Knights. As I predicted, uh, I think that Vancouver will come out on top in that series. Uh, however, going to, against the Golden Knights, I think Pacioretty, Mark Stone, Marc-Andre Fleury and the addition of Robert and Leonard are absolutely massive. I think the addition of Robin Leonard, I watched him play a lot of hockey this year, and I think he is absolutely an underrated goalie, and I think he will give any team he goes up against uh, a bunch of problems, even though he's the backup. Uh, 
I think there's too much offensive power and goaltending power, depth, and the Vegas Golden Knights to lose to a young Vancouver team or a team like the Winnipeg Jets, who seem to be lacking a little bit of depth and definitely missing uh, that defensive piece in Justin Bufflin, Dustin Bufflin. So that would mean that I have a Colorado versus Vegas Golden Knights matchup, and I just think Colorado has too much firepower. Even with the goaltending depth of the Vegas Golden Knights, I think this would be an awesome series. I think Nathan McKinnon would find a way to get the job done. And I would definitely have to go with the Colorado Avalanche in this series, setting up for a Colorado-Edmonton Western Conference Final. This would be absolutely huge for the NHL. Having superstars, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, McDavid, Landeskog, Rantanen, having these guys go up in the Western Conference Final, national television, Presumably the whole country watching. I mean, this would be incredible for the NHL. And uh, would love to see this. And I actually think Edmonton would get the job done here. And uh, I would really like to see Edmonton in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think that would be very exciting. Streisaitl absolutely on fire this year. McDavid, he's McDavid. That would be a great team to make it to the final for uh, NHL viewership. As far as the East, have Tampa Bay versus the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup final. I'm sorry, in the Eastern Conference final. I think the Rangers or the Bruins get the job done against Philly or Pittsburgh. I think that on the other half of the bracket, I would predict Tampa Bay absolutely stomps whoever they face, including the Washington Capitals, setting up for a Tampa Bay-New York Ranger Eastern Conference Final. I think Tampa Bay absolutely stomps them, setting up an electric Stanley Cup Final matchup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Edmonton Oilers. If you've seen the Tampa Bay Lightning play this year, their power play is one of the most exciting things in hockey. And I mean, earlier this year, I specifically remember watching the Lightning play the Kings. They're actually losing in this game. Go on the power play. I mean, it was slap shot after slap shot. Stamkos to Kucherov. Kucherov to Stamkos. All the way around the horn. Hedman was in there. They are just absolutely firing at the net. Nothing going. Finally, Stephen Stamkos blasts it, goes in. From there, they just go on an absolute tear, end up crushing the Kings. Very, very good power play unit on the Tampa Bay Lightning, but also the Edmonton Oilers. I know for a fact their power play at home was incredible. Obviously, no home ice advantage here. Uh, the power play on the road was also excellent, just not as good as it was at home. Uh, but still, James Neal just sits in front of the net. You have McDavid and Dreisaitl. It is a very deadly combo to have a big guy pushing around people in front of the net, and you have two of the elite playmakers in the league on your power play unit. Uh, you know, this would be a great matchup. 
call the special teams about even, give the offensive advantage to the Tampa Bay Lightning based off depth, definitely give the defensive edge to the Tampa Bay Lightning also based off depth, and I would give the goaltending advantage to the Tampa Bay Lightning, Vasilevsky, great goalie, and I see Tampa Bay coming out with the Stanley Cup. So, again, we'll see how the NHL decides to format these playoffs. That's how. That's what I would like to see. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that can make some waves in the playoffs. As I mentioned, Columbus had a lot of injuries. They could potentially have a nice run. Uh, I don't think they're that great, but just the fact they were able to hang in playoff position with so many injuries. As well as the Pittsburgh Penguins, same boat. It's that the Penguins... Uh, hung in there for fifth place, uh, missing Malkin, Crosby for a lot of the year. Really did not seem to be at full strength uh, this whole season. Tristan Jerry was a great backup goalie for them this year. Uh, they would definitely be a fun team to watch. As I mentioned, I think Calgary and Nashville are both sleeping giants. I think that either one of them has the potential to explode. And uh, whoever can get a hot goaltender is probably going to win the Stanley Cup. How it goes seems to go every year. Pecorine can get hot. If Vasilevsky can get hot. Hellebuck can get hot. The Winnipeg Jets have a good shot. Colorado Avalanche. All their injuries this year. Being at full strength is a huge advantage. All these teams, they all have a chance. We'll see how the NHL decides to format this. Hopefully... They make it fair. They don't do this interdivision crap where the Buffalo Sabres and the Anaheim Ducks, both under 500, make the playoffs. Would like to see teams like the New York Rangers, who are above 500, have a chance to go into the playoffs and make a run. I would really like to see them play a high seed like Boston. I think that would be great underdog value gambling-wise. Um, again, we'll run 30,000 simulations uh, for any best two out of three series. Probably going to run 30,000, if not more, simulations for a best of seven series. Uh, really excited. It's going to be interesting to see uh, if there are any teams who do have uh, injured players that are still not going to be able to come back. Uh, like St. Louis, I'm just assuming Tarasenko will be back. Uh, I think that is highly likely, but I'd have to do some homework on that. I'm not 100% sure. So gambling-wise, I think that the best way to do this, bet on series, not bet on individual games. It's going to be very difficult to predict who's going to win what game without home ice. Um, There's a lot of different factors that are going to come into play in this Stanley Cup playoff as opposed to previous ones. But a very exciting time for hockey. I mean, they have a great opportunity to come out of the gate, get a new audience, really grow the sport. Uh, Hopefully they can get get it going, get on TV, get everything worked out. Um, As far as the NBA playoffs go, uh, it seems like they are almost radio silent. You have not heard much about the NBA playoffs Same scenario for them. If they can somehow get up and running, 
their viewership is down this year. It's been down the last few years. If they can somehow get up and running, that would be absolutely huge for the NBA. Uh, especially after this Michael Jordan uh, documentary series on ESPN has been going on. People have been talking about basketball nonstop. I think that the NBA, NBA has the potential to blow up even more than the NHL if they can get up and running, uh, get the playoffs going. I will say I would like to see the NHL and NBA playoffs uh, on at different times. I think that would be best for both sports not to be on um, the same time. I think that would be in their best interest. But I also feel like if one starts up, the other one is going to follow suit. So we'll see what happens. We'll see who can get it done first. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this first podcast. I do have a co-host, Luke Baird. I just kind of knocked out this uh, podcast. I'm driving to Texas right now. So went ahead and knocked it out. He will be joining me for the next podcast, the second episode. Uh, Really excited. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. It's a lot about gambling, um, especially as more information comes out from the NHL, NBA. Uh, I know NASCAR is about to get started back up. Uh, The second episode hopefully will be a little bit more interesting. I hope I gave you guys some insight on the NHL and what's going on right now. And uh, so like to hear your thoughts you know, follow us on twitter it's picks underscore ice all right see you next time